Hi, I'm Kate. Hi, I'm Usma, and we are two moms out to save the world. My friend Kate is a passionate woman teaching women about sovereignty. And my friend Uzma is passionate about how to survive as a mom after the kids have grown and flown. Together, we want to break societal norms and bring a new perspective to life and the world around us. Join us as we create an alternate perspective for a richer life and better relations. We are two two moms out out to save the world. (laughs) Hey, good morning, Uzma. Good morning, Kate. How are you? I love that crown on you. Well, thank you. Cause we're going to be talking about sovereignty today, right? You are the queen of you. You need to own it. So hence the crown. Exactly. So how, how was your morning? How was your morning? Okay. So, um, kind of fun topic. So I have this app called sanctuary. Um, and it gives me my horoscope every day and it, literally told me this morning, it's like, so you're going to walk out of the house with mismatched socks, your shirt's going to be inside out, blah, blah. Like that's, that's your day, right? Just be ready for it. So I go to the gym and I'm doing my, I do body pump. Right. And, um, like, I'm, you know, how you just kind of tug on your clothes and rearrange stuff in the middle of whatever. And I'm pulling my, my tank down and I'm feeling it. And I'm like, wait a minute, the hem feels weird. My tank top was in on inside out. No, for real? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I don't know how awesome that is, but yeah, like I'm my my whole day is run by whatever sanctuary tells me apparently. That's awesome. How, how was your morning? My morning was actually I can just say amazing because yesterday I felt like I got hit by a truck. Oh. I went and got my booster yesterday and I had gotten my first two vaccinations Pfizer. And my son got, and I got into the pharmacy and she's like, oh, there's only 10 minutes left before we close. I'm like, I need my booster. I need my booster. I can't come back again. And so she's like, well, we have Moderna. Cause if you take Pfizer, you have to wait 15 minutes. And my son had gotten Moderna. So he's like, I'll take it. And she's like, do you want it, ma'am? I'm like, I don't know if I can switch doses or not. And she's like, it's okay to switch doses. And actually it's better if you use another one because it just helps you even more with your immunity. Right. You know, okay, fine, I'll take it. And yesterday, I could not get out of bed. I was having shivers, fever, body aches. And I was like, oh my gosh, I even had to cancel our uh, recording yesterday because I just could not get out of bed. So you got your shot. So yesterday was Thursday. You got it Wednesday, right? Yes, Wednesday night, I got it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I... I had Moderna twice and the second one had me out. That's when I, I binge watched. Um, what did I watch? Oh, killing Eve. Oh, is that good? It is. You have to get past the first episode is a little hairy, but, um, Jodie Calmer, who, um, I love now because of that. And then, um, who is the other woman that's in it? She was in like Grey's Anatomy, um, Asian woman. Um, exactly you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. See, you know, whenever I hear about new good Netflix movies, that's the worst thing because now I'm going to obsess about it. I'm not going to want to do my work. I'm just going to want to sit in front of the TV. I'm such a, like a Netflix addict. Oh, that, really? That, yes. That everything, com- Netflix come before everything else. So now I didn't know this. Yes. Yeah, so now I have to add that to my list because sometimes I stay up till like two or three in the morning just watching. I mean, I know I'm supposed to go to sleep and the next day I'm miserable and I promise myself I won't do this, but that is one addiction that I have to work on. So, 
Wow. So what have you watched recently that you would recommend that you've liked? Um, I watched like a lot of reality TV. Like I watched the Kardashians. I watched Selling Sunset. I've seen that. That's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I watched that because I'm like, oh, that's so cool. They've got two dishwashers in their kitchen. They have two ovens. That would be great for Thanksgiving, you know? And I'm like, pulling, pulling my husband in. That would be great. That would be great. He just like, I hate this show. I hate this show. Because I keep on saying, I like this. I like this. I'm like, I'm not saying I want it. I'm just showing it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times with husbands, you'd say, oh, this is nice. And they think you want it. Yes. <laughs> All the time. Well, I want it. You know, I guess it's the same. Yeah, exactly. It's just something I like, you know, or same with advice. When you tell them something, they want to fix it. And I'm like, no, I'm just telling you, I need someone to listen. Yes. Well, yes, that's, and that's something I've learned. And that's something that will, we can dive into with sovereignty as well. Right. Yes. So why don't we start on a topic? Okay. So we are talking about sovereignty. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we can always go off. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. So the, the, I, I really like this topic. Um, it, it really means you need to take responsibility for yourself. That's all it is. But, but like, that's such a surface level thing, right? That's all there is to it. It's very deep. Um, but owning it, right? Putting your crown on your head and being like, all right, like all my, my, good traits, bad traits, mistakes, wins, whatever, own them. They're mine. We all have them, but own them. Exactly. And for those of you who are um, listening, Kate has a crown on her head because she's the queen. Yeah. This will get uploaded to YouTube when I get off my ass to do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but if you're listening, she's got a crown on her head because she's the queen of the day. Yes. It is so important to own it. Because we tend to blame others, we tend to, you know, say we're not unhappy because of others, because we don't own it. And once you own it, I think a lot of doors open and your mindset changes as well. Yeah, no, that's so true. Like when, you know, a couple of years ago, when I realized that my life was not going the direction I wanted it to go, probably one of the hardest things to do is to realize that you're the one that put you there, right? Like you're reality your energy up to that point is what created that reality, right? Exactly. There's no other way around it. Like I want it to blame everybody else, but that's pointless. And I think it's all about healthy boundaries, right? It is healthy boundaries. Yeah. It's about healthy boundaries. Um, Right. So, so being able to set yourself up for um, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Right. Um, this is how I would like my life to go. So this also incorporates intention. Like I think everything we talk about, you can pull bits and pieces into to make, make this whole picture of, um, of a good way to live your life, to get what you want. Um, let's look at my notes, trusting yourself, right? Trusting yourself is so important, but so hard. Like I still, I still have problems with that. I'm sure you do too. Exactly. Like when you say trusting yourself, it's just like, it really amazes me about how you know yourself better than anyone else. Right. And you know what you like, what you don't like the feelings in your body. Nobody else knows. Right. We still don't trust them. If we listen to what other people say and somebody says something about you or, you know, gives you a limited beliefs or tells you something, then you follow that and you're like, Oh, I am like that. But then you feel uncomfortable in your skin because you know, you're not. Right. But 
just keep on believing what other people say. And so you're not aligned with yourself. You're always in a state of confusion because you haven't set your own boundaries and you're not believing your authentic self. Yeah, no, that that's yeah, there, there it is right there. And the, the limiting beliefs. And, um, you know, I posted my group about these limiting beliefs that I have after I just taught a course on limiting beliefs, right? Um, we all have them, they creep up. I was talking to a really good friend yesterday who literally spilt out her limiting belief to me. And she, and I was like, oh, so that's your limiting belief. And she's like, no, I don't believe that. And I'm like, but you do because you just said it to me. And I, and I think that's where sometimes we get in this trap of, oh no, I don't believe that. And that is your ego, right? Telling you, oh my God, that can't possibly be true. Cause that would make me, I don't know, uh, a less than worthy person per, per chance. Um, but being able to look at those limiting beliefs and be like, yeah, deep down inside. I, yeah, I, I think I really believe that helps you um, figure out what you need to work on in your life. Right. Yeah. How, how do you work on your limited beliefs? Oh, oh, <laughs> there's so many ways to do it. Um, I just acknowledging them. And when they come up, being able to, you know, I have positive affirmations that I replace them with, or I, you know, you journal. Okay. So this is a limiting belief I have. Where does it come from? Start peeling that onion back, right? Peeling back the layers. Where does it come from? It's probably childhood trauma. I talked to my mom about it yesterday morning. She's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But being able to peel back, where does that come from? Why do I believe it? What evidence is there to even support this? A lot of times you won't even be able to find a whole lot of evidence to support it um, because it's really just not true. Yeah. I think childhood trauma is like so important to um, look at and think about, right? Because, you know, like when you're little, your parents say, if you don't do this, this will happen. Or if you don't respect us, then, you know, God will get you or you'll be, you know, punished. And so all our lives, we don't speak up or say things to our parents or to other people because we feel like it's disrespectful. Yeah. So we hold everything inside us yes. because we're worried if I say this, this will happen. If I say this, this will happen. And these limited beliefs start growing. And so then as adults and as grown women, we allow other people to dictate our feelings and our lives because if we say, if we open our mouths and we speak up, then what will people say about us? How will they feel about us? Well, we have friends. So we just keep it all inside of us rather than letting it out. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and honestly, why are we here? We're here to like understand our truth and walk in our truth. And, and the thing that I really love about just being older is now I don't care so much. You know, when somebody says something about me, I I'm, much more able to kind of slough it off than, you know, I used to internalize it a lot more before. Um, you know, the other thing that we talked about in, in my, my class the other day that I think is really kind of interesting is being able to, to, I don't know if you have a situation that comes up, right. Say you're at work and somebody, somebody does something that, um, that makes you uneasy or uncomfortable or whatever, Um, Just being able to observe, right? Becoming more of a witness to what's going on around us instead of just reacting to it, right? Like looking at it, like, is this about me? Probably not about me. Although you usually think it's about you. What, um, 
like what evidence is there that this would be about me? So just kind of really analyzing things that happen in your life a little bit more, witnessing them without judgment, and then being able to respond to them if you even need to respond. Um, and I think that that to me, when I learned that was so powerful because it cuts the drama down. Totally. And that brings me back to when I was taking my life coaching course. Um, the, the teacher had said, you know, when somebody is yelling at you, when somebody is saying something to you that is uncomfortable, don't take it on as yourself, to yourself, just like you're saying, think of it, look at that person and say, I feel sorry for you, you know, and just stop and just listen to them because they're not yelling at you saying that you're like this. They've got a whole bunch of baggage and stuff behind yes. them. So this yeah. is all that's coming out that they need to release. And you just happen to be the person there. And what we do is when somebody says all this stuff to us, we take it upon ourselves that they're directing it to us. And that's how we are. And we get upset. But like you said, just listen to them and your mind, just say, I feel sorry for you. I understand. And just pause and just let them say what they need to say and then respond yeah. the right way. So what you said is exactly what I have learned in my life coaching. And that's awesome. You know, we should not take it upon ourselves that it's us, it's them. Well, yeah. Cause a lot of times people are just projecting onto you, right? Exactly. That's the word projecting. They're, they're just projecting onto you. Um, and, and like I said, I just find it fascinating being aware, right? Be aware that this is going on around you and be able, hey, Maddox, noise. You're going to have to wait, love. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> just being aware of it is so powerful. And, and knowing that, that, you know, we, we live life so reactionary. Exactly. A lot of us until we can stop and be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Living life with more intention. And, and that's all sovereignty. That is taking your power back. It's not letting somebody ruffle your feathers so much, right? Um, and being able to take that step back and being like, whoa, you just spilled a whole bunch of stuff out onto me, but it's not mine. And so I'm not, not going to take, I'm not taking your baggage today. <laughs> and pausing throughout the day. Also, if you practice that, because even when I teach yoga, I always tell everybody in the middle pause for a moment. And this is how you should lead your day. Also, when you learn to pause and you practice that, when somebody is projecting on you, you are already in the mode of pausing so you can stop because it's so, I don't know why it is, but if somebody says something, we're all as women, so reactionary. We think it's, we, we think they're attacking us. And if somebody says something, we always have to say the last word. It's just back and forth, back and forth. But yeah. if you try to pause, then the whole situation and conversation just turns around. Yeah. You know why that is? Why? It's, it's, it's still that, that fight or flight programming that we have. So if somebody says something to make us seem less than we are, we, we need to react to that because we're, we're in survival mode, right? We, we don't need that information to get out that people think there's something wrong with us because we'll get kicked out of our community. It's, it's like that basic in instinct. Um, so I, I, I do believe that's why that happens so much, that we feel the need to um, get defensive, to defend our place in the community. Um, yeah, we don't need to do that anymore. 
Yeah. But you know what I was just thinking about when you have an what? argument with somebody and they don't answer back and they just sit there for a pause for a moment in your head, you're like, Oh my God, what did I say? This is confusing. You know what I mean? And so that it really works because the person who's yelling and saying things, if the other person is not saying thing, all of a sudden the person who's yelling is like, Oh, am I doing something wrong? You yeah. In your head, like, this is weird. They're not responding. Am I not communicating right? Is something going on? So it's a weird feeling when somebody pauses. So you're actually diluting the whole argument as well, I think, if you just pause because you're causing confusion in the conversation. Yeah, no, 100%. Because because a lot of times in that situation, you know, one of the people is kind of a little out of control, right? So being able to take that space helps them kind of take that space too, to be like, whoa, I just flew off the handle. So you're right. It kind of um, diffuses the situation a little bit. So when you argue with your husband, who's the one who pauses and who's the one who goes all over the place? Oh, I blow up a lot. I do. Um, I'd say 50, 50, like I'll blow up. Um, and then half the times I, I remember to pause And when I do blow up, I think it's because I have paused and then it just keeps going. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but there there have been some situations where and, and I just have to laugh to myself where, you know, he will be the one flying off the handle and I will look at it and be like, this is 100 percent not about me. And I can see the trauma. Right. I can see like, oh that's that, that's that. Like, you know, when you know, you can see, you're like, I know where that comes from. So when you know, it's not about you a lot of times, yeah, you don't even need to respond. And that, that generally um, causes some issues too. Like, what do you have to say about that? Oh, quite frankly, nothing. Like you go deal with your, go deal with your trauma, go deal with your trauma. Awesome. Okay. So you know, we, we also want to talk about sovereignty and stopping the excuses, right? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I want to start by saying excuses are blocks and fear. What do you think yeah. about that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Procrastination is, um, you know, that's fear, right? Um, oh, like, and I will tell you quite frankly, like I... Um, you know, I'm trying to put our, um, our recordings up on YouTube. It's not a big deal. It's actually quite easy to edit a video, but for some reason I had a block that it was going to be really hard. I did it in like five minutes yesterday. So I, I knew I needed to push through that, but yeah, these little things, they're blocks. Um, but, but what, what goes on is these limiting beliefs that we have are really, um, covers for our fears, Right. So you're fearful of something, your mind will throw all these limiting beliefs at you. Like you get bit by a dog all of a sudden. Now you won't go near any dogs because you're like, all dogs are going to bite, right? That's the limiting belief. So it, yeah, we hide behind these limiting beliefs. They, they kind of cover up our fears for us. Yeah. And these limited, these limited beliefs stop us from moving forward. So we don't take action and they actually stop us from, you know, accepting our goals, going forward, doing whatever we need to do, because we just stay back. Do you know what limiting beliefs you have? Um, yeah. Give me one. Let me one that, um, 
if you're disrespectful, this is always something, if you're disrespectful to your parents and you talk back, then um, your life won't be um, as happy or pleasant as it should be. Because if you don't get the blessings from your parents, then your life will not be as successful or happy because your parents' blessings are what creates your happiness. Interesting. Yes. That's really interesting. That is, yeah, right? Mine is that I, I know it's there and I uncovered, well, with help the other day, is not being enough. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what came up over and over and over again. Just not being enough. Oh, wow. And, and, but I think mine is more from when my father passed away because everyone was like, oh, you know, now your dad is gone. Your mom is here, but you, but the blessings are not there anymore that both your parents are giving you. So I think that's a limited belief, you know? And so like, so like, you know, like my, both of my um, husband's parents have expired. So if something good happens, it's always like the prayers that they gave you are still lasting in your family. So kind of like the elders who pray for you and who bless you, if, if you're a good child, good everything, then their blessings will help you prosper. Interesting. And keep you safe. Yeah. So that's why there's no disrespect of parents taking care of them. Just really a lot of respect put on the parents. Yeah. And I, I mean, I agree with, with respecting your elders, but I, you know, and, and I know, you know, this too, like, but I also feel like we, um, I don't know, when I look back at just, um, people I was supposed to have so much respect for, um, and everybody's got duality, right? You've got your good traits and your bad traits, but I feel sometimes that we put people on a pedestal a little much, um, so we're only looking at the good, good parts of them and, and just understanding that we all do have this dark shadow side and it's okay. But if somebody that you do, that is an elder that you do have respect for says something to you that is not in alignment with you, you're allowed to respond. Exactly. And that exactly. And that's what I've learned as I've gotten older that, you know, if anybody older than me or my parents say something to me, it's okay if I say, Hey, no, this is how I feel. And it's wrong. But when yes. we were younger, but this is because I'm older. Yes. But when we were younger, it was like, Oh my gosh, you can't get your parents mad because then, you know, you won't do well in your life or this will happen. Right. And so yeah. that's a limited belief that, you know, I was brought up with and I've done that to my kids. You know, if I do that to my, I've done that to my kids and I have to keep on telling myself if they say something back to me, it's okay. I don't need to say to them, well, you know, you're disrespectful to me. You know, my prayers aren't with you or anything like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I put it on because that's been ingrained in me and I have stepped back and like, if they speak back to me or something like that, I'm like, that's fine. That's cool. They need to express themselves. Whereas I could never have done that to my parents. Talk yeah. To no, I couldn't talk back a lot to me compared to the way I talked back to my parents. Yeah, I did talk back to, I got upset with my mom a couple of months ago and I, I, I did scream at her and I did have to apologize later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there, I mean, and, and, but there was just so much going on there. Right. I was like, like standing there trying to unpack what just happened. Um, and you know, it's, it's my trauma, but it was also a lot of her trauma that she was projecting that I was like, enough is enough, right? <laughs> enough is enough. But 
you know, I, I guess I have to be thankful that I understand this stuff and I'm willing to work on it. Um, there's just people that aren't willing to work on it, that aren't able to look and say, um, wait a minute, maybe I'm responding this way because of something that's happened to me in the past. And, um, and maybe I need a different perspective. So I'm going to kind of sit back and take a more, um, what do you call it? Yeah. View as like an audience instead of a participant for, but that's also an excuse. And that's also fear, fear of if they, you know, open themselves up or if they dig deeper, what will come up. Right. So they're having fear, which is a block, which they're not able to break through. And so they're always going to have some kind of non-alignment and frustration in them, which will come out in other ways. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so do you think like in doing all this work, like digging, digging in, figuring out your, like your, your limiting beliefs, your fears, all this stuff. Do you feel like anything like really earth shattering has come up that you haven't been able to handle? No, I don't think so. Because I think it's all, everything I've learned has been step by step. Yes. You know, so it hasn't been like, oh my gosh, this happened and boom. You know, everything that has unraveled and everything I've learned, it's been by taking one course, investing in myself, teaching, getting to know people. So it's slow. It's been a slow process, but it's been a process where nothing has just shattered me. Yeah. I'm learning. It's like, like you're saying, peeling the onion. Yeah. One peel, then the other peel, then the other peel. So the process has been really, really easy as I've gotten older too, because I think as you get older, you also are accepting of yourself and you know who you are, right? Because when I think about my younger self, I'm like all the guilt, all the excuses, all the people pleasing, all of that that I did, I don't need to do it now. And why did I do it then? But I think it's a phase of life. You know, yeah, I agree with that. Twenties and their thirties when they're raising kids and they're young, you have to go through that to really come out strong and know what you want in your forties and your fifties. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's interesting too. So I, I feel like when I first started my whole journey, um, I was shattered, right? Like I, my life just wasn't going where I wanted it to go. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't, I didn't understand that I was the sovereign of me, right? That I. I'm the one that got me where I was. So, and only I could get me out of it. Um, but then that journey, yeah, I don't feel like anything came up that was so freaking earth shattering that I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. And yeah, just like you said, just, you just go step by step by step. Yeah. But I think you, you know, we were both at the point where we were ready to learn and move forward. If you're not ready, then it'll be shattering. But if you're ready to work on yourself and take that step, you know, and explore without judgment and just open yourself up, then it can be step by step. And it can be so it's so it's empowering. Yes, exactly. So empowering. Then it won't, then it'll be a big boom. And you'll be like, what the heck is happening? Because you're not ready to accept yourself or what's going on and being the sovereignty of yourself. That's right. And so I also wanted to talk with you about gossiping. Ooh, yeah. Gossiping is such a low vibe activity, which somebody said it so well to me. Um, it's a, oh, it'll, it'll come to me. My, my but it's so fun, Kate. Gossiping what, what was is it so like? Fun. Gossiping's fine. Fun. 
Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like a social activity, right? Like we have nothing better to talk about. So we're going to talk about somebody. Yes. But gossiping can also be catching up. Oh, see, I'm looking at gossiping in a negative sense. Okay. Okay. Talking about other people. Yeah. Because, you know, when I think of gossiping, I think about calling somebody up a long time. How are the kids? Oh, how's that friend of yours? How's oh, really? Friend? Yeah. You're talking about gossiping, you know, oh, how did you hear she did this or did you? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That is a negative vibe. Check out those perspectives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Gossiping about all that other stuff is totally low negative vibes and it's, you know, brings down you, you know, and you start thinking about it. I think it puts you in a spiral. It of, does. Oh my gosh, you know, I just talked negative about this person. Maybe somebody's talking about me. Oh, should I have said that? Should I not have said that? Oh, wow. They're like this. Maybe people are looking at me like this. And then your whole you know, thought process just goes into a whole nother zone of low vibration. Yeah. It's so low vibration. Like I, um, oh God, my neighborhood, a couple, like, I don't know, like 12, 13 years ago, we used to play Bunko. Have you ever played Bunko? No, no, no. I've heard of it though. Most ridiculous game ever, but you win prizes, right? And I like to win prizes. Um, but so you went from table to table to table and every time you would go to a different table, it would be a bunch of different women. Right. Um, and it was kind of fun to be able to yes, catch up, but what started happening is the person that wasn't at Bunko that couldn't make it for whatever reason became the topic of discussion all around. Like, Oh, have you seen what so-and-so has done? Have you seen what her husband, like, like the gossip got so out of hand and we were in such a small community. I quit. And I'm like, I, I can't like, so now I'm sure they're talking about me now that, you know, why did Kate quit Bunko? But I, I just remember how like just icky it made me feel like I would just come home and just feel like I needed to take a shower. I just felt awful. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me talk about it in another perspective. It felt okay. awful for you. But maybe for somebody else, it doesn't feel awful. Maybe it's motivating and it keeps them going. What do you say about that? I don't know. It's it, it motivating and keep them going in, in, in that downward, <laughs> downward spiral, <laughs> right? Like we should be having conversations about what, um, you know, what we love to do and what we love about other people instead of the negativity. That's what it really is. It's just more of the negative and the more negative you throw out there, the more negative comes your way, right? That's just the universal law of attraction. Exactly. exactly. But I think when you talk about gossiping, I think, you know, when you stop gossiping, you've reached a certain level. Yeah. You've decided that, you know, that's not right. You know, it's a low vibration. Your thinking is different. You're working on yourself to improve yourself. If you're gossiping, then you haven't reached that level yet. This is something that keeps you going. It's motivation. It helps you socialize. And once you are able to um, start working on yourself and you're ready for that next level of life, then you will stop the gossiping. So I think it's kind of like a process also. True. And it's, it, it's also, I, I, I feel like it's, it's um, you, whoever you are just kind of um like what what was the word we said uh like 
projecting, projecting the lack you feel in yourself. Yes, this could be true. Right? That you yes. have to talk about the inadequacies of somebody else. Yeah, people just like to gather information too. Just like yes. you gather of information, right? Just knowing right. everything. <laughs> just knowing everything. Yeah. yeah. People just like to know everything, you know, like there's always some friend that you have that knows everything that your go-to person that you can ask them about anything about anyone else. And they know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Are you, you that person in your friend group? Uh, no, I'm not. Especially since I, I moved away to another country and I'm in another city. Right. I maybe I could have been when I, maybe I was when I was in my twenties and thirties. But now because I've worked on myself and, you know, my kids are getting older too, right? So I'm busy in their lives. Yes. You know, and I think that also stops you from gossiping and what's going around when you start having more and more in your life to do. So I think between personal growth and my kids and, you know, taking care of elderly parents, there's no time for that. And I think gossiping is a time filler. Yeah, well, it's all, like I would much rather sit and talk to you about quantum physics. <laughs> I don't know if I'll listen to that, Kate. Yeah. On one, one day, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all new, right? So it, it, and and I, so this is what I find fascinating too. I, I just got to throw this in there and tell me if you've experienced this. So, like three years ago, you could have talked to me about quantum physics. I could not understand a word you were saying, nor did I want to hear about it. But I feel like the more um, engrossed you get in your personal development and, and your perspective of the world, right? Like, um, like time doesn't exist, right? It's a man-made construct. Um, and those things are hard to wrap your head around. But I feel like the further I go down this rabbit hole of personal development, I'm so much more interested in those things. And they start resonating with me a little bit more. I agree. Oh my gosh. The more I like, I, I watch one YouTube or I read one book or listen to one audio. I'm just like, okay, what is the next thing? What is yeah. the next thing? And then I hear a word and I'm like, I got to find out what that is. And then that leads me to something else. And I just go deeper and deeper. And then I'm just like, I love it. You know, I just get excited by each new thing and I want to know more and more and more. And I'm like, should I take this course? Should I invest in myself? Yes. I do? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, right? So, you know, we, we, we keep on talking about like stuff that excites us, but I also want to talk about um, in the last part of the podcast about accepting responsibility of who you are. Yeah. So that's the first step, right? Like if you find yourself like my life sucks, it's not going where I want it to. Um, you know, I, I, maybe you have big goals and dreams. I found that I didn't, and that was part of my problem. I'd stopped dreaming about what I wanted my life to look like. Cause I didn't think it was attainable. Um, but the first thing I, I think like the biggest shock <laughs> was taking responsibility that, that, um, that I am here because of all the decisions I've made in my life. So I can make different decisions now. Um, so it was shocking to me to, to come to that conclusion that, Hey, <laughs> the life that you're not super excited about, like you've built that yourself. Um, but knowing that I can change it, it's, it's hundred percent possible. I can live on a remote desert Island someday. If I want to, I can buy my farmhouse in France one day, if I want to, I, like 
I, I can do all these things. And, and I will always go back to living in intention and really dialing in what you want. So the universe can be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I can, I, we, we can start moving stuff around to give that to you. Um, so then staying in the right energy and doing all the right things. But yeah, the first step is owning where you are right now. What do you think? I, I agree with that. And accepting responsibility for me um, was like, you know, all my life, because I got married young, had the kids young. I always used to say, I can't do this because of the kids, or I can't do this because of my husband, or I can't do this because my parents made me do this. I would constantly be saying my life is this way because I'm, the kids because of everybody else. And then finally, you know, once the kids got older and I had more space to think, I was like, this life is because I chose it to be this way. Yeah. Right? I just kept quiet the whole time, you know, and I didn't take responsibility for anything. I just put it on everybody else. And once I said, you know, this is my responsibility. This is my life. This is the way I want it to be. Everything changed. I had to just let go. First of all, yeah. I had to let go, right? Because yes. you can't think about the past or what's happened or, you know, what we've gone through. You have to move forward and be like, okay, I'm going to take responsibility of my life and this is how I'm going to do it. You know, my husband is not going to control my feelings. You know, if he doesn't do something and I'm sad about it, that's my own sadness. You know yes. what I mean? I can, I can stand up and go do it myself. If my kids are not happy with the way I raised them, I did the best I could. So yeah, with, with the tools so you have not, at the time. Yeah. So that's their issue. It's not my issue because right. I was the best mom I could be. I did everything for them. So one day if they're angry with me and they said, I wish you did this or you're not a good mom, I don't take it upon myself anymore. I'm like, well, you need to figure out why I'm not a good mom. What did I deprive you of? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know the name. Exactly. Yeah. I know the name of a good healer. Go see. Exactly. Right? We you all know? need to heal. Exactly. You know, if a friend doesn't call or if I, or if a relationship ends with somebody, I was the best person that I could be. I was there for them and I'm not going to let them make me sad. And in that instance, it's always, it's always prudent to ask what the lesson is to be learned. Exactly. And sometimes, right. You, you got the lesson, but that chapter, that relationship is supposed to end. Exactly. So it's okay. Going back it's to okay. just let it exactly. go. Exactly. So once I turned it into everything I feel, everything I do is my responsibility. And that's what gives me happiness. My business grew, my friendships grew. I became more content, more happy. Otherwise I was sitting there in this puddle of poor me, self-doubt, I can't do this, you know? And then I look at pictures, you know, from the past and I'm just like, I didn't look too happy. I look so much better now and happier. Because Ditto. I take responsibility of myself and people see that. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, you know, yeah, you exude that, you exude exactly. that energy. Exactly. I mean, we all have, and, and I'll keep this short, but we all have that friend that you're just like, oh my God, like they just zap so much energy from you. Yes. yes. So energy yeah. vampires. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the best thing to do to a step, you know, that I would say when you're, cause so many of us, you know, moms we're going through midlife or we really want to take responsibility and we don't know where to start. I think journalize, journaling and visualization is very, very important. I visualize every month because, you know, I have goals that I've set and actions and I visualize because my goals and my actions and what I want change. 
So I yes. visualize something new every month. That's it's fantastic. The same scenario, same picture, but my thoughts and the way I am have changed. So I have to visualize it in a new view. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And, and, you know, and, and visualization helps get you into the emotion and the energy to change the course of your life to make that happen. Exactly. So that's amazing. Yes. So much fun to talk to you. It is so much fun. And those of you who are listening to our podcast, please share, subscribe, like, send us comments. And our information is at the bottom on the show notes. So if you want to contact or talk to Kate or I, that's where you go. Fantastic. Yes. All right. Bye, love. Bye. Talk to you later.